is not a time where we're gonna feel sorry for ourselves. We'll find our way through this. This is gonna make it all the much more sweeter when we get to where we wanna go. Martinez back on the track, near the wall. She's done! It's a grand John Kepler lines that in the air to left center, Hicks on the run, dives, and he made the catch! He made the play! Oh my goodness, what a catch from Aaron Hicks to end it! In that sense, both looking forward to making a deep run into postseason and ultimately bringing home the title back to New York. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Yankee Center podcast. Like always, I am Ace Happienza, joined by my good friend, Tom Smith. But uh, the podcast is a little bit emptier today as Luke Becker cannot join us. He has another obligation for today. But he will be back for our next show, and we miss him dearly. But, uh, Tom, how are you doing? I'm well. How are you? I am pretty good. Uh, overall success for the Yankees to start the season. A uh, little bit of a mess going on now with the yep. whole Marlins issue. Yep. But, uh, we had three nice days, and then everything kind of went to hell pretty quickly. Shit hit the fan, let's be honest. Yep. Uh, and it happened a little bit quicker than I expected. Uh, if you guys don't know, the Marlins pretty much had – a COVID-19 outbreak, which the number is at 14 cases. It might have increased now. I don't even know what – you know what it's at? 14 or a little I, bit more? I, I don't know. I think it's like 18 now or something. Yeah, I, I don't, so a, a lot. It's not good. It's not good. Yeah, it's bad. No matter how you spin it, I think it's, it's I think it's 14 players and four coaches. Right. So not it's looking not, good for the not Marlins. Good. No. Yeah. But – um. So then, obviously, that had repercussions. They played the Phillies in Citizens Bank Park. They had to test all the Phillies. And so far, they all have came back negative, which is good. And mm-hmm. they have to clean the whole Philly facility. And the Yankees were supposed to play two games in Citizens Bank Park and then two games in Yankee Stadium. But those are both canceled. And now the Yankees will move on to uh, play the Orioles on Wednesday night and Thursday night. And then the games against the Phillies, I'm pretty sure they're going to be made up. Around Next August, week, second or third. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I mean, so basically, what they did was they're like they just switched the schedules. They're like they switched those two days for you know. So next week we're gonna go to Philly and play Philly. Uh, Garrett Cole is pitching against the Orioles tomorrow, so that's something mm-hmm. to look out for. Just because the Orioles aren't aren't a great team, yep. let's be honest here. Uh, Adley Rushman's gonna be good though, so they got mm-hmm. that. But he's not up yet, so he's gonna. Yeah. So the Orioles have to play Garrett. I mean, have to face Gary Cole tomorrow. Uh, the Yankees get two days off, which is nice. Get to rest up, get to chill, I, I guess. But it's been it's been uh, it's been a mess. I, I can't believe that this has happened. Uh, I can't believe that the Marlins decided to play the other day against the Phillies, right. knowing that they had a mass outbreak. Also, I have no idea how MLB could allow the the players to decide if they were to play sometimes yep. you know as the leadership you have to you have to choose when when's the right time and when's when's not the time and that was definitely not the time in my opinion that was yep. some crazy shit i i can't believe that happened uh Didi gregorius of the phillies has a kidney issue yep. and he he's considered high risk which is why mm-hmm. he wears the mask 
So if you, if though, if they give, if if Didi comes back one of these days and and has the virus, and it turns out that someone gave him the virus, I I I I will lose my mind. I swear yeah. to God. I totally agree, and obviously the player's instinct. The first thing they say is, "We're baseball players. We want to play the game." It's not fair to put it in their hands because obviously their first instinct is they're trained. Be, Let's yeah, play. They're, tr- they're, they're trained, trained to play. To, yeah. Uh, you so, can't you can't allow egos like that to decide. You have to have cooler heads. Mm-hmm. An independent kinda, doctor, exactly. some sort of doc, some sort of epidemiological professional, yeah, something yeah. like that, because the players can't vote. I mean, I know no. the Nationals voted to not play. I mean, I guess that's the responsible move, but still, they need to um, find a group of doctors, one doctor, somebody that's not the players to decide whether to. An independent, an independent guy who decides, hey, you have a mass outbreak, you can't play. And it looks and, like we so far dodged a bullet that it didn't yep. get spread on to the Phillies. Hopefully yep. it could be contained with the Marlins. But now uh, I want to address the rumor that has been going around on Twitter of how the Marlins contracted this. So the Marlins <laughs> were in Atlanta. Uh, they yep. were playing exhibition games, I'm pretty sure, before the season because they opened the season against Philly, right? Yep. And then there is a rumor going around that some players on the Marlins might have gone to a strip club in Atlanta. And that definitely could have been a place where they brought the virus back to the clubhouse. And who knows how many of them were there and how many contracted it there and then continued spreading it around. But that's not good. Um, There's protocols in place. And I don't think going to strip clubs is allowed. And it's bad. You cannot do that. And now I think we've finally seen the consequences of saying, hey, if you're going to break the protocols, then you're at risk for a big outbreak. And this should send a message to the league, which it might have, you know, obviously you don't wish this to happen. But I think in a way it's good because it shows, hey, like you can't mess around with these protocols. Because if you do, then you know the consequences now, because maybe some people weren't taking it seriously enough, as presumably the Marlins were. I don't know if it's 100 percent true. But to be honest, it makes sense considering all 29 teams have had zero new cases since Friday. So that's just what I think. Listen, I have yet to go to a strip club in my 20 years of life. I get I get the, the appeal of the strip club. Mm-hmm. I'm sure the food is amazing. The food, yeah. But you got to pick the time to go. And, you know, a mass pandemic isn't yep. the time to go to a strip club. And, you know... As as far as the protocols are concerned, I've seen a lot of uh, a lot of players throughout the league not really adhering to the protocol, sitting next to each other, spitting. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've seen some hugs too. I've seen some high fives, and you know, it's you if you want if you want your money if you want to finish the season get all of your money that you're that you're contractually obligated to get. If you want that, you have to follow these protocols because this virus is serious and you have mm. to take it seriously. It's a yeah. serious thing. Eduardo Rodriguez of the Red Sox has a heart condition now because of COVID. Mm. He has, he has I, I don't know the exact word. It starts with M-Y-O. It's hard, it's hard to say. I'm not going to say It's not it, a good thing, though. It's an infection around the heart in mm. which I believe, like, Two blood vessels are only pu- are pumping all of it instead of four. It's 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 something like that. It's not it's not ideal. It's 
it's bad. He's got. He, I mean, he threw like twenty pitches, and he was he was gassed apparently. Yeah. And you know, take the fu- take the thing seriously. Come on now, wear a yeah. mask, socially distance. It's not that hard. It's not that hard. I've been doing it for years. Yep. Uh, except and, uh, the mask. Except the mask. <laughs> yep. And that's shown by the other twenty nine teams that if the protocol. I mean, even the other twenty nine teams aren't completely strictly following the protocols. But I'm sure they're not going to strip clubs. Um, yeah. It shows that this can stop the spread or stop any of the players from acquiring the virus because so far it's been good. Or if one person does, stopping probably an outbreak because who knows how many people potentially went to this strip club and then came back and then who, how many came back positive. It's a whole mess. But if the protocols are followed, which I think that's a lesson learned for the Marlins now and probably any Is other players. Is the food really teams, that good? I I hope so because <laughs> it was not a good idea but hopefully the lesson's been learned for the Marlins and for the rest of the league whoever was thinking of going to a strip club or anywhere else with a lot of people in it where does that rank among the top 5 worst decisions in baseball history Oof. hey let's go to a strip club in 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 uh in the middle of a pandemic that's it's probably that's top smart. 3 that's smart it almost shut the whole league down. We were I, they, that was a possibility at one point during this whole thing. Bro, that could have that could have fucked everything up, yep. and it's all because they needed to eat some chicken wings. Yeah, I'm just happy uh, it wasn't worse. Obviously, it's bad, but the rest of the league is it's not great. Still, yeah, it's terrible, but it could have been the, league in, ending, not league ending, but season ending. In the words ends. of Joe Girardi, it's not what you want. Yep. It is definitely not what we want, but... <laughs> it's funny how Girardi was involved here, too. Yeah. I wanted to see Joe against the Yankees, but uh, we'll see him soon enough. I mean, we saw him in the preseason game, but I want to see oh, him. Oh, we'll see, we'll see him we'll next see him. week, that's for sure. Yeah. We're just, yeah, we're definitely playing them next week as long as their tests come back negative. I'm so yeah. glad. I'm really happy that the Yankees, you know, didn't show up to, to, to the ballpark. Mm-hmm. I'm really, I'm really happy they just stayed in in the hotel and said, "Hey, we're not doing shit." Right, it was a safe yeah. decision for sure. Yeah, and now they're working out at eight o'clock at Camden, mm-hmm. uh, and then tomorrow they're gonna play the Orioles, and then Cole and Hap, Cole and Hap are gonna start these next two days against Baltimore, and really we're out of it, we're out of that situation for the time being, for for yeah. a few days at least until we have to go back to Philadelphia. Yeah. But, you know, something I'm really scared about, obviously they're going to fumigate the visiting clubhouse at Citizens <laughs> Bank Park. That They do play at Citizens Bank, right? That's the name of the Philly yeah. ballpark? Okay, I, I, I always get the names mixed up, but whatever. Citizens Bank, yeah, visiting clubhouse, the, the Yankees are going to actually be there next week probably. I'm, I'm afraid if uh, there's any remnants of the virus in there, that could... Like they they might have to fumigate that entire building, honestly. I would have to imagine that they're going to be, like, next level with a deep cleaning of whatever they're going to disinfect in or whatever. Probably multiple times, too. By the time the Yankees get there, I'm sure it's going to be a very bro, deep and intense bro, I cleaning. Would show, I would show up in my uniform. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I'm not taking any chances. Yeah. Right. I, I mean, jeez, Louise. Yeah. What a nightmare. Yeah, and, what and it's, irri- what, three days what, into the season this started? Yeah, and what irresponsibility, too. Right. You know, Spider-Man, with great power comes great responsibility. This was the opposite. 
That was that was so irresponsible. You could have gotten someone killed. Yep. So I think I think we've learned some lessons. Don't go to strip clubs during global pandemics. Yep, that that's one of them. The chicken's great. I heard. (laughs) That's all I'll say. That's all I'll say. I mean, I get you know the Marlins are a young team, Mm -hmm. and you know I think they've got a bunch of young kids who are who are dumb. Who just, you know, they don't think. They think they're invincible, as we all right. do. They're not invincible. You could, uh, Eduardo Rodriguez is like 27, 28, and he's got a heart condition now because of COVID. So stop. Think. Yep. And be safe. That's all we ask. Yeah, that's it. That is summed up perfectly. So before this whole thing started, uh, we had a three-game series against the Nationals where the Yankees... Ooh, ooh. Took yeah. two out of three. So. Time to talk about some baseball. Yeah, let's get okay. right into the good stuff. All right. So, Tom, give me your initial thoughts on the three-game series. Uh, three-game series. The first game was so much fun. You know, you yep. get you start off with, you know, Giancarlo hitting that bomb in the first inning with a runner in scoring position, too. So that was a really cool thing to see. That ball was mm-hmm. crushed, too. You get you jump off, you jumped on uh, Scherzer early. Then Gary Cole obviously gives up the homer to Eden, and he didn't have his best stuff, but you know he threw, he did well. He did very well. He did his job, and I think he got stronger as the game went on. That last pitch yeah. he threw was his best pitch of the night on the on the lower lower outside corner, and uh, yeah, it was it was a great game. You know, Giancarlo got two big hits. Cole pitched well five innings and then the rain came and then remember Manfred was Manfred was having the interview and the lightning strike behind him and I think that was kind of an indication of this week (laughs) I think yep and it's like oh my god what COVID's coming exactly and then the second game was just oh my god and we have to talk about James (laughs) Pack we have to talk about Pack because I I, I, I've tweeted many times. I think Paxton is an X factor, and when this and when he's throwing ninety one, I am I am Lucky. scared for our World Series chances if he cannot is not at one hundred percent. Yeah, uh, number two. Oh, he is. He's he's the number two, and he was number two yet on Saturday. Oh, and he I, was definitely not. Uh, he no, I said he was number two, as oh, in, yeah. in doo doo. Uh, All right. Oh, 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 I just uh-huh. got that one. Thank you. I'm funny sometimes, not all the time, just sometimes. But my God, that was bad. And then oh. you know, I felt the bats weren't the best, but they weren't terrible at bats. I feel like we hit a lot of balls hard, just got caught. Mm-hmm. I think Voight hit one really hard, got caught. Uh. But yeah, it, it wasn't I it wasn't a great game. I think the thing that bothered me the most was the defense was kind of like the sloppiness. Sloppy. Yeah. I think that was the thing. Gart I mean, King was throwing really well, then Gardner drops a ball that Talkman mm-hmm. would have had, I'm just saying. Uh I just you know I mean, it was just a sloppy game. Yeah. Voight Voigt was is basically a statue first base and i think i think that might be a problem going forward we love the bat but the defense is just he it's not great i i looked at his defensive metrics eddie 
out of uh-huh. you know the you know the stat outs above average. Uh huh. There are forty qualified first basemen. Do you know where Luke Voigt ranks? Forty. I guess in yep, that was gonna be my guess. He's fortieth. He's fortieth. He last year he was fortieth. That's not well. Pretty sure this year he's fortieth too because he was <laughs> awful. You, yeah. I mean, I just don't want to. I don't want to get in a rant. I mean, Glaber made some, some weird. Uh, I, they're like sort of errors, but they're sort of yeah. not. They're just kind of like, a little shaky. Yeah, there were some wide throws. Luke Voigt couldn't stretch apparently. But I mean, yeah, whatever. It was it was a bad game. Giancarlo hit a 483 foot homer. That was really the highlight. Mike King yep. threw well, threw much better than what the yeah. this. He threw much better than what the stat line suggested. About Paxton. Uh, So I was looking for a little bit of closure from Aaron Boone uh, after the game that could maybe be like, oh, I think he'll ramp it up eventually. But then I hear he's been throwing this velocity since, I don't even, since he came back from the back surgery. And then in February, too, he was throwing 91, 93 miles per hour, which doesn't really make me feel much better. That makes me think, hey. The velocity is going to start to come back because we know, like, hey, Batances always used to start slow. Even Chapman has to work his way up. Uh, mm-hmm. From what it sounded like, from what Boone said, he didn't sound too optimistic that he's going to be back to 95, 97 to what he was at last year. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't see the uh, the interview by Boone. I saw it, uh, Paxton's interview, and mm-hmm. I think I think what he meant was he hasn't been throwing 95 plus since. His return in May, which because yeah. because remember he started throwing in May. Oh right, and, right. That, and so it's been, and I I can understand because back it's a process. Uh, you're mm-hmm. not you're he's not as strong as he he's getting stronger, which is is what I'm trying to say. You know, when you have a major surgery like that, you can't really do much. So he's sitting on his ass for a few months, and then come back and you're asked to throw 95 but you know it's a little it, i am concerned because i i mean he needs that velocity that velocity is what makes him special uh so because because really if you look at his pitches there's not much separation in velocity if he's throwing 91 like his cutters like only is like 87 88 his uh-huh. curveball is like 80 miles an hour 81 82 so I mean, but then you throw 95, and then you throw an 82 mile an hour curveball. It's like that's a 13 mile per hour difference, mm-hmm. and that you know, that kind of separation is what makes him special. And it's like, oh my God, if he's throwing 91, he was getting smoked. Yeah. And the, and the, the main concern yeah, was the the lack of swings and misses. Right. Like like he he got to two strikes, and then they fouled a bunch of pitches off. He could not put anyone away. As you said, that velocity change is what makes a lot of pitches effective when they're throwing hard and then coming back with a slow breaking ball. But when the fastball and the changeup and the curveball are all in a 5 to 10 mile per hour range, uh, it makes all those pitches less effective. So it's going to, for Paxton to be a number two, like we need him to be, um, he's going to have to get that velocity back. And if he doesn't, that's definitely a problem, especially without Severino. Maybe if we have Severino, I say, hey, we have Cole, Severino, and Tanaka. I'm not too exactly. worried. Obviously, it'd be great. But we don't. We have L- Garrett Cole. L- who we know losing Savvy Hurts. Right, obviously. I still am a little upset about that, but hopefully we get him I'm, back I'm so next I'm year. so sad about Savvy because yeah. he, was, he was my Cy Young pick, too. Yeah. And Could have had a big year. 
I don't want to. I think he's going to be huge for us next year. I will. I, yeah. In the off season, I'm going to beat bang that drum. I think he's going to come back in like June and just, you know, he's going to work his way up. But I think yeah. by playoff time in 2021, he's going to be a big part of the team. I hope so. Oh, that's uh, that's my dream. That's my dream scenario. Yeah. But our big three now is Cole, Paxton, and Tanaka right now. Tanaka is supposed yep. to be pitching soon for making his first start. But without him, we know Tanaka always comes up clutch in the playoffs. But still, you need more than two good starters, especially if mm-hmm. Paxton is going to be at this level. Uh, I have high hopes for Montgomery. I think he's more than the number five star- or four starter that he is in this rotation. I think his stuff is – I think he's got a tick on his velocity, on his fastball since getting Tommy John surgery. And I think he's going to be a good number three. I think he's going to step up. And Hap is, he's in the rotation. Um, <laughs> he's in he's the there. rotation. I don't, I don't really have anything very promising to say about Hap. I mean, I, well, I I, what good. I will say, he's starting against the Orioles for his first start. So that should be an That should warm him up. If that, he has trouble, then I'm going to be a little concerned. Because... Yep. That Orioles lineup is uh, it's pretty horrific, so he definitely great. should be able. Yeah, he should definitely be able to, you know, I would say dominate. I mean, because it really shouldn't be that hard to dominate that lineup. Throw but, a good game. That's yeah, all. Yeah, six innings, two three runs, runs, three runs, runs, two runs. Yeah, I would take that. I mean, yeah, if that's good enough for him, you know. So just show me a little bit of uh, promise, but then. Yeah, we'll see what happens when Paxton's next start. That'll give me a good sense. If Paxton goes yeah. two starts in a row with 91 mile per hour fastball and he gets rocked again, then we're definitely. I'm gonna try and be a little. I'm tr- gonna try and stay optimistic right now because it's only been one start, so right. you never know. He could turn it around, but if he has another bad start, I'm sure a lot of people are gonna be much more impatient with him, and I don't blame them because two starts of that would be. It would not be good, especially in a very short season where it's not like he has, hey, five months to turn it around. He's got uh, August and September to get this together. So He's got 12 starts. Well, yeah. 11 left. Yeah, yeah so, he's, I now, mean, he's already used one. Yeah, I think John Boy said on his podcast uh, that mm-hmm. like Paxton's next start, his eyes are fully wide and he is watching Paxton like a hawk. Yeah. Because... I mean, come, he needs that velocity, man. So that next start against, I believe, Boston, that's gonna be, that's gonna be a start where every Yankee fan is watching every pitch. If he's if he's throwing 91, 92 again, I have no problem sounding the alarm because he is so important, man. Uh, I mean, we've got good depth. We've got Michael King and Davey and Clark, but you know, James Paxton is one of the better pitchers in baseball as long as he's healthy. And you do not, you can't lose that, especially after yeah. losing Savvy, like we said. But I agree with your point about Monty, too. Yeah. Um, we just got to just hope that he's better. The Red Sox aren't really, the lineup's it's solid, but it's definitely weaker considering, obviously, they traded Mookie Beth. So that's another lineup that he shouldn't have too much trouble against if he has, if he should be able to have a good outing. If, he has that fastball velocity. Otherwise, most I'm more focused players. on the velocity than yeah. the actual results, which is crazy right. because usually it's the opposite. Mm-hmm. If he's throwing 95 and he gives up four runs, then I'll say, hey, he's showing his velocity. Throwing, is at back. least he's right. throwing hard. Right. So I'll know exactly. that in the future he will be able to probably get that 
dominant stuff back. But. Yeah, that's what we're looking for. It's like it's like it's mm-hmm. sort of like spring training with him. It's mm-hmm. like, hey, bro, you're throwing 91 now, but we're gonna need you to hit 95 pretty consistently right. going forward. But yeah, I mean, I just it's it's concerning. It's an it's an eye opener. I'm excited to see mm-hmm. Tanaka against Boston. Uh, you know, these are good line. The Red Sox have a good lineup. We can. But we can handle them for sure. Yeah. Especially, I think some of their mojo's been kind of kicked in the sh- kicked in the kicked in the groin. I mean, sales out for the year, price is gone, Mookie's gone, Eduardo the Rodriguez. Is not great. Right yeah, now. Rodriguez uh, is. Uh, yeah, they they're in sham- pitching wise. They're in shambles. Let's be honest. Yeah. They are. They're throwing guys out like Zach Godley, Matt Hall. Yeah. I. Osich, I, yeah, I, I never don't even know who Osich was. Before yeah, he gave up like a 440 foot bomb <laughs> yeah. to Conforto. Yeah, Pete Alonso hit a ball that hasn't that hasn't like didn't even have an arc. It was just a line drive. Uh, it's it's a mess in Boston, but you know, I think yeah, I mean we can beat them, and you know, obviously we're playing the Orioles. Glaber Torres is salivating right now. Yeah, uh, but. Yeah, we can talk about Baltimore now if you want. Yeah, sure. So we got two games coming up against the Orioles, as I said, on Wednesday and Thursday. Garrett Cole and Hap are pitching. Do we know who's pitching for the Orioles yet? I don't think it's been announced, right? Let me check. Let me check. Yeah, I have not heard uh, anything about who's pitching have, for the Orioles, but let's I be have honest. not heard. T- TBD. Who, sh- who should really shut us down on the Orioles that we should be worried about and say, oh, no. I'm really scared Someone's about pitching Alex for the Cole. Orioles. Yeah, uh, maybe 2015, Alex Cobb, but uh, there's really nobody on that team, that no pitcher that should be able to uh, stop our bats. We should be able to feast on whoever is pitching for them. We yeah, they, did our job against them last year, besides the opening series when we lost the two out of three, which was a little annoying, but yep. we, don't have, we don't have room to then really we Then we went undefeated three. against them the rest of the year. Yeah. So it was yeah. like... I would gl- I would gladly take that every year lose yep. lose one series against them early on and then just win like 19 straight against them. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'll take that. Yeah. Yeah. So Garrett, I mean, Garrett Cole tomorrow. Yeah. I would say we should win these next two games for sure. Yeah. yeah I don't There's give a really shit. No I don't reason. give a shit if Clark Schmidt is pitching. I don't give a right. shit if, if if like Loisaga is having another opener day. Mm-hmm. We should we should be able to handle them. There's no reason the bats shouldn't put up a ton of runs in these two games against the Orioles pitching. Yeah, exactly. Everyone's healthy too. All the bats are yeah. healthy. So yeah. this is like one of the rare times where all the bats are healthy. Yeah. Have you, have you ever realized that? Like yeah. these guys, these guys have never been healthy together at the same time. Yeah. I think I remember last year when we got Encarnacion, we were waiting for the like super lineup of like everyone to come back, and then I remember mm-hmm. we had it for like a game or two. Yep. And then someone got hurt, and someone else got hurt. And Stan and hit his knee. Um, that yep. was when Stan and hit his knee on the base yeah. on the base paths. Right. Yep. And, and then we slowly went back to like the April and May lineup until we got closer to the playoffs, and then we started getting more people back. But we never really had that power lineup. And I know Encarnacion's gone now after that horrid playoff performance, but now we're finally seeing the lineup that we've all been waiting for. And even when somebody sits. We have so much depth on the bench that it's like they're playing just someone just as good. And I know you have strong feelings about uh, Luke Voigt and Brett Gardner playing over Mike Talkman. So if you want to say something about what you think over the opening series, if you want to say 
in the future who you think should be starting because I know you're not the biggest Luke Voigt fan for sure. I like Voigt's bat. I like Voigt's bat. Mm-hmm. I like him a lot. I like I like Voigt as a player. I just think he's an awful defender. But speaking of Encarnacion, I'm actually watching him right now, which is right, funny. He's for the White Sox. Yes, he's, they're playing a doubleheader right now. He's up with oh. two outs. He's the go-ahead run in the ninth, which right. this is a big at-bat. Brad Hand is pitching oh. for the Indians. But back to the Yankees, I'm going gonna, I'm yeah. gonna to talk about my Talkman point. Uh hmm. I I went I, I go through the numbers. I I'm a numbers guy. I like numbers mm-hmm. sometimes. I I was terrible at math in school, but whatever. That's not the point. Uh, I think I think it's time to pass the torch for with Gardner. It's specifically a Gardner Talkman issue. It's not really a Voight issue. I think Voight is a clear starting first baseman unless he like. Unless Voight like is is so bad at first base that Mike Ford just has to play, or or Voight isn't hitting, right. because all of his value is from his bat. But I'm mean, speaking of my Talkman point. I just really think it's time to pass the torch. Gardner had a really nice year last year, hit 28 homers. But if you look at like the peripherals, they are not kind. Yeah. Uh, so, and like. With Talkman, you've got a guy who is like tops in every defensive category, uh, you know. So I, I think the bat and the and the defense goes to Talkman. I think the overall player, the overall better player, the overall better fit, and the fit that can hit lefties is mm-hmm. Talkman. Uh, Gardner's a platoon bat. If you look at his splits, he had like a 600 OPS against lefties last year. So I, it's just. It's like it's all numbers based. It's not, and I I had a good conversation with our uh, friend Max Greenfield about this, uh, and uh, it's more. It feels he said he he said he feels like uh, the Yankees are starting Gardner because they're very loyal to him. They're very yeah. loyal to Gardner, and I understand that. You could really, if you bench Brett Gardner, you might lose the clubhouse a little bit. So I I it's. Purely from an overall team standpoint, if the the best overall team, in my opinion, has Talkman in left field playing Gold Glove defense, having an 800 OPS, doing his thing, and you know, and Gardner, I I just want to make clear, I do not want Gardner to be a bench player per se, but only, but to be like the outfield version of what DJ LeMahieu was, playing playing multiple times a week in left field, center field maybe even right field, uh, and just doing his thing. And and I feel like Talkman has that role right now. I think they should just switch the roles. Yep. Um, I totally agree. But As you were talking about how Max said, it's all about loyalty at this point. Gardner is the longest-tenured Yankee now. Very it's deserved, that, too. Very yeah. deserved. Great, great Yankee. Very good Yankee. Yeah. Had a really nice career for us. And he's still, he's still a very productive player, too. Mm-hmm. I think that I'm pretty sure he said something in spring training about how he wants to go out on top after this year, which makes me assume that a potential retirement could happen after this year. So if we win the World Series, yeah. If we win the World Series, then maybe he retires. So, I mean, I guess the Yankees, obviously, they love him. He's a clubhouse leader. I love him, too. He's a great player. Or, you know, he's still a good player. Um, Very useful. Very useful. At this Mm -hmm. point, I think... It's Mike Talkman's time, but 
due to the loyalty factor, as we said, I just don't think that it's going to happen this year. And we know Clint's has been hitting great, and I know Tom, you're a big fan of him. He's, he deserves to play somewhere. He should play on a yeah. team. Obviously, I don't think the Yankees are going to trade him because it's I don't not, know how much value he has. Clint's future no. isn't as a Yankee. It's as yeah. like a Rocky or something like that. Yeah, he could definitely but start I, on Rockies. Oh, my God. They have... If, if they're, I mean, come on. If they're starting Matt Kemp in right field, you really think Clint yeah. can't play? You you really think that Clint can't play right field? Right. For him? Yeah. I mean, that's 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 what I'm trying to say, Matt. I just don't think the Yankees want to sell low on him because that's the after that's last the issue. year. Yeah. If they if his value has somehow rebuilt, which I think, I mean, he was impressive in the summer camp games or whenever I saw him, he he hits. He's always hit. He hit last year. The only problem was the defense, but I think he improved his defense. I mean, I haven't really got a chance to like. He looked comfortable. Yeah. He looked, he looked because, very comfortable. It wasn't even like he was just bad. Like he wasn't getting to balls. Like he was getting to balls and just dropping simple fly balls that anyone catches. You know, it's fixable. It's not like it was he's like too the yips. Or, it was like the yeah. yips version of catching a baseball. Right. It was. It was weird. He. It was just like instinctively he just had some issues. And really this year, and really if you look at it like a routine fly ball hit to him last year, he was getting like he was he was he was like doing like multiple steps, like he was kind of kind of like getting jittery, like it mm-hmm. was maybe it was like an anxiety thing. Maybe yeah. maybe after the first drop, it became like a thing where it's like oh oh no oh no don't drop. It gets no to his head. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And you know that's perfectly normal. He's a young guy. What he was 24 last year, mm-hmm. but this year I watched his summer camp and I actually looked at his feet and he looked just like 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 a normal outfielder just making a routine catch. And really, that's all he needs to do is make all the routine plays. He's got a good arm. He's got he's got speed and he can hit. That's I mean he's going to be a very useful player somewhere. I wish it was with the Yankees, and I think at one time, obviously Cashman was very high on him, considering he compared like his bat speed to saying it was like Mike Trout, or he's compared to legendary bat like, speed. Yeah, legendary bat speed, and then I heard the people were giving him Trout comparisons. I don't know if that came out of Cashman's mouth specifically. Skill wise, skill wise, I could see why someone would set. say that. Yeah. They have they have a very they have a good. I wouldn't say. I mean, Mike Trout has the plate discipline, and Clint right. do, Clint doesn't walk much. In, but like, yeah. I can see what they're trying to say. He was a center mm. fielder originally at speed power, that speed power combo. I can see why they 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 made that comparison. But yeah, tw- he's only 25. I would not give up on him. I I mean, nobody gave up on Aaron Hicks when yep. he was like a 27 year old guy who looked like he wasn't making it, and then he suddenly hit 27 homers. Yeah. And it's like and it's like oh my god he can hit he can do this he can be an everyday player now he got a seven year deal from us yeah Hicks his first year with the Yankees I remember uh, he was not very well liked and his numbers kind of so were yeah his numbers were warranting of that because he was bad but yeah. then he came back in a limited stretch in 2017 and was better and then so on and now he's Got his seven-year yep. deal. And another great trade by Cashman. He traded uh, John Ryan Murphy, who kind of showed some promise when he was on the what team. What a steal. Yeah, yeah, it was a great trade. But he's still in the league, but the trade yeah, is Yeah, with the Pirates, though. Yeah. It was definitely a great trade. So, again, Cashman, yeah. probably the best GM in the league. But, yeah. Um, 
Cash God strikes again. Yep. As you were saying about Quinn, I wish he both could play here, but our outfield is stacked. We have Dominguez, too, in the minor leagues. Probably will be a couple years with him, but from what we've heard about him, and he just keeps getting bigger, and I don't even know how he does it. But looks like he's just man. Yeah, he is just a freak. But we have him, and then Florian was there, too. Yeah. I don't think Florian is going to be. Yeah. I think he's going to be anything. He isn't. There was always the potential with him, but then it was like, hey, he strikes out too much, you know, and like those doesn't issues, walk like, much. Yeah, they have not like Judge strikes out a lot and Stanton does, but they walk, you know, and that's yeah. the difference. Um, he hasn't really shown like people said it. He was in single A. O. He's young. He was 19 or whatever. He's making. He's got to make these strides, but so far it hasn't happened. And I think we're getting to the point where like. Now or never, where this is gonna happen, or he's if he, just not gonna. If he was nineteen, if he was nineteen, I would still be excited right. about him. But he's like twenty-two yeah. now, twenty-one, yeah. twenty-two. When he was nineteen, everyone was saying like, "Hey." Everyone's like, "Oh, this. hey, he could, he could, be, yeah, really, he could, he could get better, he could do this." But it just he got hurt multiple years yeah. in a row, and it just hasn't happened yet. And yeah. Well, we have our guys in the outfield for sure for the future. And unfortunately, Clint, I'm sure, was part of those plans at one point, but it seems like he's kind of been written out. And now the Yankees shouldn't sell on, on him because we know his potential. I'm sure other teams have seen him with the bat, which is why I don't understand. I guess they're concerned about his defense, but we should be able to get, like, I don't know what the Yankees would potentially be looking for, maybe a prospect or some type of reliever, but there should be some value for Clint Frazier. Yeah, uh, I think I think he's going to get us something decent. I mean... He's a very talented player. He's like someone worth taking a shot on if you're a mm-hmm. team that needs outfielders. And uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's Clint. That's Clint. Clint's doing Clint. Yeah. As you, I want to go back to Voight for one second. Uh, the thing is, when even if we talk about it, Voight is so bad of a defender, right? What do we think like Mike Ford Ford can provide with defensive value? I'm assuming like he's not really that much of an improvement. If yeah, that's any, the issue. You know? That's the we don't really have, haven't seen enough. And if we're talking in terms of the bat, then as you said, Voight definitely has the better bat. And I think Ford is another guy that can definitely hit at a major league level and probably it well. But I don't think Ford is like Mark Teixeira at first base to where you're like, oh, although Voight can hit, this guy's a great glove. Uh, I just don't think that unless Ford has some defensive value that – we don't know about. I think it's Void's job for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's just like, they, they, are very similar. They're very similar players. Their power, their plate discipline, and they can't yep. play defense and they can't, they can't run. That's, that's really, and, that's really it. We've got two of the same player. Yeah. And I know just we talked about uh, like acquiring some sort of like late inning first base defensive replacement, kind of like. Yeah, yeah, I don't really like when DJ. I don't like I don't like when DJ plays first yeah. base, to be honest. You see, he's a great defender, and metrics show that that's pretty much the least valuable defensive position. So you want to put your pretty much best infield defender at a more valuable position, like second base, or if he somehow had to go to third base, like he did sometimes last year. You don't want to put him in first base. I, he could play first base. He's a good first baseman too, but prefer to keep him at second. You know, so. Exactly. There's definitely, there's definitely room for a guy that can be a late inning replacement, not someone that's going to be a starter because we already have 
hitter and Ford and Voight. So like I'm defensive guy, I can't think of anyone specific off the top of my head. Like a good gloved first baseman. That's hey, you think the, you hitter. think the A's would trade Matt Olson for Clint Frazier? I'll hang up and listen. Mm. <laughs> that could that call could potentially come in, but yeah, Matt Olson is definitely. I mean, he's a great hitter. He's a great defender. Um, I would definitely take him, but I don't know if yeah, the A's are not trading him. Yeah, they are definitely they, not trading. They, him. The A's are not dealing that mm. guy. Is gonna Unless be they want Clint Fraser straight up, then yeah, I would love, I would but love I to say it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think we forgot to talk about the third game against yep. the Nationals. Washington. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, because there, there was a third game before this virus outbreak. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so, Loizaga threw three innings, one run. He mm-hmm. was very impressive. He only made one bad pitch. What were your thoughts on Loisaga? He was good. And I said he potentially, I doubt because of his injury issues, that he could be a starter. But I think he has good enough stuff to be a starter. He's probably safer off being an opener or some sort of reliever. But he's got great stuff. And I've said it for a long time. At worst, he's going to be a good reliever. That's, yeah. His stuff is no, so good, man. Yep. He was throwing 97 on the black right to the glove. And it was just... that His performance yesterday was awesome. And he kept us in the game. And then, you know, we we just went full bullpen. Green looked amazing. Uh, our offense was just useless for the first, like, six innings. Yep. Then then Glaber got it started. Hit hit, hit the bomb. Glaber, Glaber just hits. That's what he does. Then Voight made an error earlier in the game, and I was ready to explode, <laughs> and it cost us a run. Yep. Uh, it, it wasn't counted as an error. It was counted as a hit, but in my eyes, it, it should was an have, error. The play should have been made, yeah. All, all he had to do was literally bend down. Like, it yep. went through his five hole, all right? <laughs> literally, he just didn't get the glove down because, you know, Luke Voight doesn't stretch, apparently. Uh he goes deep, ties the game. We're tied at two. Our bullpen shuts it down. Chad Green. Chad Green's like the hero of the game, besides Loisaga. You know, he, he he was throwing 97 on the black, too. It was crazy. It was crazy how good our bullpen was yesterday. And it was crazy how bad our defense was. And then Glaber gets the big hit. We go ahead. And then... But then Glaber only, almost cost us twice in the in the last two innings yeah. at shortstop. One of them, one of them was just a throw that DJ should have scooped, really. But it mm. wasn't a great throw at all. I think it's a throw that has to be, it has to be made in the air, please. Like yeah. can't can't throw dirt balls all the time. We don't have the first baseman to scoop it. It's not Mark Teixeira over there. Uh, and really, and then the second one, he got his foot caught, and he made. And did he make? Uh, it, yeah, he did. He did make the throw. DJ did scoop that. It looked like to me he was out, but you know it was too bang bang. But really, uh, and then, well, we just got lucky, really, because then uh, I believe it was Bonifacio tried to steal third. Oh yeah, that was not a smart the idea. Yeah. Ooh, who is it? Oh, okay. Hold on one second. Uh, I shall continue. Bonifacio throws the ball to third. I mean, 
Sanchez throws the ball to third base. Bonifacio overslides the bag. Gio Urshela is a genius. Keeps the tag on Bonifacio. So that's one out. Man on first. Yankees are up 3-2, bottom of the ninth. And Brennan gets a fly ball and a ground out to Glaver at shortstop. And that was the game. And the Yankees won 3-2. And that was the last game they played for, for the next two days because of the massive coronavirus outbreak. So really, those three games, sorry, uh, Sorry that we uh, we kind of lost track of the third game for briefly, but the third game was one of the... It was boring for six innings and then really exciting yeah. in the last three innings. And then, you know, we take two out of three against the defending World Series champions. And that was a big swing because you have to remember that every win is worth 2.7 wins in a regular right. season. So the Yankees right now are 5.4 and 2.7. Great. But yep. can we talk about the favor that was done by Davey Martinez? Because Glaber was the only person that was hitting Patrick Corbin. He got the single. He got the only mm-hmm. two hits off Corbin, right? So then single the home and a home. He's at 75 pitches. He definitely can go more, and he's shutting us down. But I think Corbin actually said this. Corbin actually oh. said he was tired, actually. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, then it was probably the smarter decision, but... He was still shutting down pretty much everyone else besides yeah. Glaber. And then once we get to that bullpen, which is not the greatest bullpen, but Will Harris was good for the Astros last year. And then now it goes over to the Nationals. But we got to him, and then we got to Doolittle. So um, it was great that we finally got it – was, it was, I was very bored, and I was very angry for six innings. Uh, Bro, was I, was, I was fuming for like six innings. I was like, I can't believe we're about to lose this series. Yeah. And Such a big winning. swing. Yeah, really. Losing two out of three to winning two out of three. Like that changes your entire change. Yep. Yeah. In three innings from the sixth inning to when the game ended, I was like, it's just completely changed because but, it's just a big difference, especially well, in the 60-game season, as we said. When, how that much final wins out, when that final out is made, yeah. it's just – it's a feeling like no other, really. It's like, oh, Yeah. Thank God we don't have to deal with that any longer. And I was annoyed, too, at the in the ninth inning at first, up until Bonifacio made the bad base running, because then it was the walk. Or no, it was the single right in the bad throw. And then the pass ball got him to second base, which he should have just stayed there. You know, a single gets him in, but whatever. He decides to go and steal third, which was a huge blessing for us because... I would have been pretty pissed off. We did catch a break, a big break there. But in the end, the Yankees won two out of three games against the defending world champs. Uh, you take that any day. And, Tom, I know you predicted it, too. Uh, I don't know. You predicted it on the last show, right? You said we win the first yeah. game, lose the yep, second, win and the second. win the third. Yep, yep. So. Tom Stradamus at it again. So, I mean, obviously, sweep would have been great, but you can't get a sweep every single time. And the Nationals are a great team, and now we have – two games against a weak Orioles team, which we should win two, and then that'll put us at four and one, and that's a great position, because right now Tampa Bay is three and one, and I, I hate that. They're, they're going to be a pain, probably. Uh, I think it'll be pretty close, and it's hard to also separate from the rest of the bunch in only 60 games, you know. Usually yeah. it takes a little bit of time to really get a big division lead in, in a 162-game season, unless you're like at an insane level, you know. Only a, 
Only only fifty seven more to go. Yeah. If if it's played, because remember the MLB said they're okay with finishing right. like with like fifty eight. But yeah, I mean, I'm going off. We don't, we don't have much switch. time. We don't have much time. We need to get yeah. some separation. We need to put a dent in, in into the standings. We need to we need to create separation. Get a cushion. Get ready for the playoffs. Get ready for that horrible two game series, three game series. Yeah. Uh, best of three series in uh, you yeah, know the the expanded playoffs is what I'm trying to say. I'm dumb. Uh, I'm a dumb yeah. guy. Uh. I'm a dumb guy. Let's be honest here. Uh, but yeah, just yeah. Uh, there's really nothing else to say. We got we won two out of three against great team, and we're gonna win more games now. Yeah, we got Baltimore let's, two let's games. Go hopefully, we're done with that. Yeah, let's win those two and then. Go from there, four and one, hopefully. Yeah, yeah. If if we if we come on the pod on uh, on uh, Friday and and we get we're two we're four and one, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be one happy guy. I mean, four and one's a great great start. I mean, considering yeah. last year we started like what like two and three or something like that. Yeah. We we were not good. We were not good early on last year. And if we end up and we're back and we're two and three, then. Uh, there's gonna be a pretty huge problem. Oh, I'm gonna explode if we if yeah, we, lose, we might if, go off. You know, one game lost to the Orioles, I can maybe excuse that. But I'd if be we still lose, be a little pissed. We, I would be a little pissed. But if we lost both, that both. would be that would be scorched earth, especially yeah. since in the shortened season we don't have time yeah. to lose games to bad teams. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Any if there's anything else you want to discuss, just shoot, sir. Um. I think we covered pretty much everything. We talked about the outbreak, the past series, the upcoming series against the Orioles now, and then, yeah, then we'll be back pretty soon, probably after the Orioles series, to hopefully talk about the two wins that we got by yep. a lot of runs, too, hopefully, and the bats. Everyone went crazy because there's some people I still want their bats to get going a little bit. Judge had a good first game, but he's kind of cooled off He's now. just um, missing. He was just yep. missing in that third game. The Orioles are a good team to get going against too. So yeah, really. Uh, I can't a couple wait. guys. Yeah, exactly. That need to go. Stanton obviously was on a hot start. He was not great on Sunday, but he gets an excuse because he gets immunity. He's been great. Uh, DJ's first game, he was back. He he just didn't play the first game, and then who else? Voit got the home run. Andahar mm-hmm. hasn't done. Hicks has been bad too. There's Gary a couple guys that. Oh Gary. my God! It just reminded yep. me. It's we, been let's just, with Gary. Well, you know what? Let's do let's do some awards. I guess we can copy some other shows. Let's yeah. do awards. Who is the MVP of the series to you? Stanton. Okay, Stanton gets it, and then I'll go mm-hmm. Glaber since he won the okay. second game. All yes. right. So, yeah. who's the least valuable player? Gary Sanchez's at bats disgusted me so much that it was so bad. Actually, Paxton is close because he almost yeah. he pretty if much put cho- us if in If you a choose hole. Gary, I'm choosing Paxton. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna choose Gary, nope. and you can have Paxton because they were yeah. both bad. Yeah, I mean, and then like, just like, I I agree that some of our at bats haven't been great. I'm glad that mm-hmm. Hicks worked that walk to start yeah. that to get us that third run to win the game in Game mm-hmm. Three. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm I'm all set. I. I agree with everything you're saying. 
Uh, Baltimore is a perfect time to kick some ass, you know, get two wins, have Garrett Cole have a nice start too. And really, and I think uh, Garrett's scheduled to start against against Philadelphia next week if we play them. So yeah, and it went a little yeah, it went a little under the radar too last year. I just want to say, obviously, Glaber had a ton of success against Baltimore, but Gary had some big games. He had a three home run game against Baltimore last yeah, year. I remember. Yeah, Gary Wright. So let's Especially get going early. Gary. Yeah, and if he doesn't, I'm going to be a little upset. But that's pretty much it. Yeah. Also, uh, tonight, at, I'm pretty sure it's 9 Eastern time, uh, Astros-Dodgers. I'm sure the Dodgers are not incredibly thrilled with the Astros, so I'd watch your back, uh, Jose Altuve, Carlos Correa, Alex Bregman, because I'm sure the team is not very thrilled at what the Astros did. None of baseball is. Yeah. All right. Is that all? Is That's that pretty all? much it. All right. We're done. We'll see you guys. Next time, whenever that may be, I think Friday after the Orioles series, and yep, uh, yeah, no setbacks hopefully. Yep, let's hope let's hope that everyone stays healthy and safe, and uh, yeah, that's it. We'll see you guys next time. All right, see you, everybody. Peace out.